Welcome to the Twimmel AI Podcast. I'm your host, Sam Charrington. All right, everyone, I am on the line with Rob Walker. Rob is the Vice President of Decision Management and Analytics with Pegasystems. You may remember Rob's name from Twimmel Talk number 127 on hyper-personalizing the customer experience with AI. Rob, welcome back to This Week in Machine Learning and AI. Yeah, thanks, Sam. Glad to be back. Uh, absolutely glad to have you back. I'm looking forward to what I believe will be a really interesting conversation on the role of empathy in AI. For folks that want to learn more about you, uh, I'll refer them back to the previous episode, but give us a quick overview of your focus at Pegasystems. Yes, happy to do that. Um, so within Pega, I'm responsible for um, our AI space, um, but we really try, I mean, there's so much hype around, around AI and we don't do AI just for AI's sake. We really try to focus on making AI work for, you know, typically pretty large enterprises and typically in the area of customer engagement, right? So, so in the previous episode, we talked about hyper-personalization and hyper-personalization is really trying to be, you know, one-to-one conversations with um, with with customers for companies to do that and that requires a lot of um, AI it also requires lots of other things but um, AI is an important aspect of that and that's what I mostly um, worry about and also sort of areas around AI it's not just hey AI is cool let's use that in customer engagement to make customer engagement better but it's stuff like can we can we trust it um, who in the organization should be responsible for it if it makes uh, weird decisions, if there is a bias, those kind of things. So that's typically what I, um, what I worry about. The concept that kept coming up in our last conversation, I think this is pretty central to the way you think about applying AI to optimizing customer experiences is this idea of helping your customers figure out the next best action to take with their customers. Is that right? That is correct. Yes. Yes. So the, so the, the companies we work with typically implement like this, this customer decision hub, right? And it's, 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 it's a centralized decision authority that across all the different channels that companies may have, um, figures out the next best action um, in 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 during conversations, right? So, what should we say? What should we not say? What price should we mention um, if it's commercial? Basically, trying to have a very reasonable uh, conversations, but at the same time, um, because most of the companies we work with are not just charities, right? So, at the same time, you need to sort of improve customer value right so the next best action the best in next best action is typically some metric about customer value um, and and trying to improve that over time by doing you know the best thing possible to optimize that so this concept of empathy in ai is something that you'll be speaking about at the next pega world uh, an event that uh, your company hosts annually. I attended the last one and I'll be attending the next one. How did this idea of 
uh, empathy, introducing empathy into these kinds of transactions or customer experiences? Where did that come from? Well, so I've always been interested. So before I joined um, Pega, at some point before that, I was a scientist, right, in AI. I did my PhD in that area, and I've always been interested in um, not just all the, you know, the, the the cool things AI can do around, you know, predicting customer behavior and things like that, um, but also potentially the not so cool things, right? So, you know, can you trust it? Is it transparent? Is it opaque? Um, is there a bias? Uh, can it go rogue? You know, those kind of uh, those kind of things. So. Uh, over the last years, we've 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 really tried to sort of guard the moral high ground, if you will, uh, around AI, and and not just look at what it can, the value it can bring, but also mitigate the risk um, that you can have with with AI. Um, and following sort of that path, um, empathy was a very natural thing. I mean, you know, the the bigger thing is morality. You know, the the, the morality of AI and AI decisions, which is a you know that's a big beast. Um, and, and sort of more ethical behavior and empathy seemed to be something that was just about tangible enough, um, to try to really put that into the, into the product and into the vision of best practice around using AI. So we've been spending quite some time thinking about that and how you can operationalize that kind of thing. Now, when you start talking about the morality of AI, certainly, and even to a large degree, empathy, I start to, you know, the picture in my head starts to form around, you know, what some of us will call AGI, artificial general intelligence, you know, what we talk about more commonly as like sci-fi AI, right? Is that what we're talking about here? Or are we talking about something that, you know, how, how can you make this more concrete for us? Yeah, because because I'm definitely not talking about that kind of thing. I mean, <laughs> I, I mean so. <laughs> that's really it, well. It's 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 interesting, right? I mean, I think everybody in AI, you know, is thinking about how that how that how that how that works. Um, but I think just as a human species, if I just you know just re- even reading the news, you know, today, um, I think I'm I'm not sure we have morality, you know, very 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 clear for 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 everyone. At least there is a lot of discussion about what would be a moral judgment and not a moral judgment to even expect that of AI. I think is already um, 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 a, a tough act. Um, but I'm certainly not talking about it in that kind of realm quite yet. Although it's a very interesting topic, right? I was just thinking about you know self-driving cars, right, and 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 sort of the moral judgments. Um, they may one day have to make, right, in, in extreme circumstances. Um, but this is very much um, um, a sort of a smaller subset of those challenges where we're talking about customer engagement and, and those kind of things. And I think in that area, um, empathy really shows in, 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 in pretty clear dimensions like stuff like is this if when you're talking to me as a company and it's an ai driven conversation is that is that relevant right or are you wasting my time uh stuff like is it is it appropriate right so you're talking to me about something and it might be interesting it may be interesting to me but may it may not still it may not be appropriate right maybe you um shouldn't be selling me um a, a gun or a car or a credit card that i actually can't pay back um, when I'm in debt, right? So it's it, it's those kind of things. 
And is there mutual value? Are you talking to me for something that, you know, can we have a transaction that has a mutual value or is it just about the company? And I think if, if companies implement those kind of considerations well, I think that will that will do um, um, pretty well on, a, on an empathy scorecard for starters. Uh, now, that's interesting and actually somewhat different from the, I don't know if it's different from the direction that uh, I thought we were going to go here or that, um, you know, the picture that formed in my mind when uh, we were talking earlier about empathy or if one is part of the other. Uh, but I'll tell you, I'll, I'll kind of recount the picture that I have in my mind and you let me know where it fits into this world. Um, you know, I was envisioning uh, primarily the kinds of interactions that you might have via a chat bot or, you know, a chat kind of interface. And you often have, or even, you know, to the extent to which AI is driving uh, a call, uh, a call center agent uh, and their responses, because that's some of that, uh, or IVR, um, you know, some of that is starting to happen. But I was envisioning kind of this set of capability where, you know, maybe the, you know, whether the chatbot or the IVR, you know, IVR is a great example, right? It's like you can, IVR should be able to tell from my voice or could be, could tell from my voice that I'm getting frustrated navigating the 50 million, you know, menus and maybe escalate me, you know, a little bit more quickly to someone or, you know, you can imagine the same kind of thing happening in a chat interaction where, you know, I'm interacting with this, uh, with this virtual agent. It's not getting what I need to do or it's, you know, needing, asking me to repeat myself, you know, multiple times. You know, there's a, there's a degree of empathy in all that where it's understanding my, I guess I'm, I'm kind of simplifying that as understanding my emotional state and using that as part of the, the decisioning around what the next best action to take is. Yeah. But it sounds like maybe that's a piece of what you're saying, but you're also talking about, you know, maybe the broader AI ethics conversation. You're, uh, example around, you know, should we offer the, the credit card to, um, the person who can't afford it, uh, is, is one that kind of, you know, resonates and yeah. kind of drives yeah. me in that direction. Yeah. Now I think, so, so I think the example that you gave, right? Like is, is, is somebody getting frustrated and those kind of things I think are a very important part of, of empathy, but I think it's part of the delivery mechanism. So I think what we're trying to do is sort of take that in, 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 in two different layers, if you will, right? One is when you're talking to someone and somebody is getting frustrated or if you do voice detection and or inflection and you, and you sort of notices that somebody is getting upset, um, you may want to change that may influence the next best action as part of the context. So I would call that, although it's cool, um, more of the sort of the superficial way of empathy, right? It's trying to feel somebody's mood and use that as a context. Uh, but that can be, come from a lot of different senses. It could be the, um, you know, as I said, the, the inflection of a voice. It could be when this is face to face or you're in front of a camera. It can be that, you know, people can sort of read their face or the system can read the face of the, of the customer and see that's not going well. Um, but that's not the same as the underlying level of 
making sure that the next best action that you are contemplating is one that is empathetic or even moral, right? Mm -hmm. So I see that as two different different things. I think people think about empathy a lot like you were just describing it, like, hey, I see this is making you upset, so I need to you know, hurry this along or ask you what's wrong. And that's all cool, very human stuff, um, but it's on the delivery of a particular action. But determining what you're going to do, that also requires empathy. And that's more, more along the line of, is this, is this relevant? Is this appropriate? Is this suitable? Those kind of things. Mm -hmm. And do you specifically use the word empathy to distinguish it from ethics? Or are, are those uh, ideas different in your mind? Or are they, you know, it's just a different word in this case? Yeah, no, I think I think the if 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 I think about ethics, that sort of you know ethical behavior, I think empathy is basically the step where humans, for now, maybe AI at some point, will basically be able to you know place themselves in someone else's place and say, hey, if if, if this were happening to me, you know, is this going to make me you know happier and and things like that. So I think they are in that sense very. Um, very related. Mm. So in that sense, ethics is kind of relevant to some broader set of, you know, societal norms, whereas empathy, we don't have to figure all that out. It's just about, you know, this particular customer and I, am I doing the right thing by this customer? Yes. Am I doing the right thing? And I think there are a few dimensions to that, right? Am I doing the right thing in terms of, am I forcing you to take like a risk that I actually think, you know, is too high. I already know that you won't be able to pay back that mortgage or that credit card or that thing, or you don't really need this kind of thing, right? So that's 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 part of that decision. But also, is it relevant in the first place, right? It's it's an empathetic thing to not try and waste somebody's time, right? I mean, if you don't, I don't know about you, Sam, but if you like all these ads, all the stuff that you get, if you you know you know, browse the internet and, and look at all of these pages, mm -hmm. it's, it, we're used to it. It doesn't show a lot of empathy, right? Everybody's trying to get your attention to do things that, you know, w w maybe 1% of the time you're vaguely interested in, right? So that's, 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 that's part of it. Um, is it relevant? Is it not wasting my time? Is it, do you remember the context? Do you remember that I just spoke to you in another channel, Right. I just walked into the branch. I just visited your website and now I'm going into the IVR. Do you even remember that or do, are you forcing me to basically repeat everything I did, I did, you know, um, in the previous channel? That's empathy, right? Empathy with customers that are trying to solve a problem or, um, that want to get value out of their interaction with the company. This is clearly an issue that is much bigger than AI, right? We don't have to, you know, look very far to recognize that the, in many ways, the previous financial crisis with the, the mortgage bubble grew out of giving loans to people that, you know, weren't qualified for them. Um, and there are many, many more examples where organizations, you know, fail to exhibit the kind of empathy that yeah. you are describing that have nothing to do with artificial intelligence or machine learning. You know, why, why take this on from an, an AI perspective? 
Well, I think that's a good question, and I think the um, the answer to that is that if the way we look at customer interaction in general is to always do this next best action kind of thing, and the next best action is actually collaboration between humans, you know, inside the company, deciding on you know rules or thresholds or policies, um, working together with AI where AI is maybe determining the risk. It's determining um, the the level of likely interest from, from the customer. And it's that combination that creates the metric for this is the best thing to do right now, right? So you're, you're, you're quite right. It's the, and actually that mortgage example or the bubble that you just described is a great combination, right? There are analytic models that should have said, listen, um, for this group of people, um, the risk is not really acceptable and um, you shouldn't be pushing them on this level of, um, of, 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 of mortgage, right? Suitability, for instance, is not taken into account, right? So it's, it's that combination of AI and rules um, that I, you know, we, we, we call that decisioning or decision management um, that basically needs to represent empathetic behavior right so it's not just the ai it's also the um, uh, the rules but one of the reasons i think the ai aspect is so important is because the ai is learning right so it can you know have evolved um, a particular bias right it may be a very opaque algorithm that may have evolved that bias and you don't even know right so there are a lot of aspects of ai that i think really touch on ethics and empathy as well. When you're talking about this at Picker World, are you, you know, are you raising this as an issue that customers should start thinking about this? Are you talking about new capabilities that you're unveiling at Pega uh, with, you know, with the product that will help them address these issues? Is it, um, you know, or is it something else? Well, I don't want to steal all my own thunder, but uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll definitely. So two years ago, one of the things that I was talking about in the keynote was about this thing called the, the T switch. And the T was, you know, stands for transparency, but also for trust. And it's basically the ability that once you have this centralized next best action capability inside of your company, um, that you can have full control over where you allow um sort of opaque algorithms like deep learning or genetic algorithms or that's kind of fancy stuff or where you insist on more transparent algorithms that you can actually explain to a customer and that you really explain or that you really understand yourself mm -hmm. right so that was one aspect um next up is the is that the thing around empathy i want i think it's a really good thing if companies are aware at all times how empathetic their behavior is. So um, think about sort of a, a dashboard where you would see of all the actions my company is taking, and these are, you know, the, the side of companies we work with, these are hundreds of millions a day, right? Hundreds of millions of interactions a day. And then being able to see, okay, these are actions that we are taking automatically as a combination of AI and rules that are not empathetic and that means that they are going against the relevance or they are not appropriate like not suitable 
So we, we we're, we're talking about this credit card, but it's not really suitable, um, or it doesn't really create value for the customer, right? So imagine that while all of this is running, this combination of AI and rules, and it's making hundreds of millions of you know decisions and having all of these conversations with customers, that you can just see that as a real time thing and say, hey, really, we're getting you know less empathetic. Um, let's see in our strategies and our customer strategies that we have in the algorithms that we use where we're losing that right are we pushing products that we shouldn't be pushing don't we have the rules that are determining suitability it's 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 those kind of things and then in addition to that i think we can also determine sort of the cost of not being empathetic right so if you for instance if you if you if you are going against somebody's interest and i don't mean i mean i mean interest in 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 terms of of relevance right so so what a lot of marketing is currently doing right they're 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 spamming you with stuff they're wasting your time on things that are actually not that relevant to you it would be good to not only know the percentage of 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 events where that happens it would also be really good if you had a sense of the money um you're actually losing and and you can calculate that mathematically by, for instance, saying, hey, this is what we actually talked about to this customer. We talked about this mortgage and the customer said no to it because it wasn't relevant. Um, what we could have been talking about is this particular issue that we spotted, um, you know, in, in this in, in, a, in a different channel or last um, uh, last week or an hour ago, or maybe a much more relevant offer that we didn't think we wanted to do because the margin was you know, not as big as on the mortgage, right? Having, making that a transparent thing, having people own the kind of, um, you know, empathy level of the brand, I think is uh, is a really important thing going, going forward. Yeah, it strikes me that that latter point around quantifying the cost of these non-empathetic, actions is really a big part of where the problem lies uh it's it's easy to it's easy to know the cost of the you know the expected revenue or profit from offering something but a lot harder to know the cost of just wasting the the customer's time or you know reducing the the brand goodwill because of some series of you know less relevant or poor experiences how do you overcome that gap yeah well i think some of the math actually works out quite nicely right so remember that when we do this next best action and i said before the best is a function of you know the value that is created in the in the relationship so um, the math works out that you actually can know that if you go against the propensity, because, for instance, you're selling, let's use this mortgage example that works really well. Um, if you um, if you are thinking this is not particularly relevant, but if the customer says, yes, this is the margin, this is the money I as a bank in this case will 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 make. Right. If you calculate all the times a customer said no. Because you're basically offering stuff that's not particularly relevant, just you know, you're, you're hoping that the customer will say yes. Um, what? How could we have used that moment? How could we have used that interaction with the customer in a better way that would have created more value? 
if you just multiply that with the hundreds of millions of, of decisions you make, you get to a monetary value. And do you find in examples like this that, you know, there's some explicit decision that where the customer is saying, hey, let's offer this more profitable thing, even though we know it's not as relevant? Or um, does that does that happen in more subtle ways? No, the, the, I don't think these ways are particularly subtle, right? So the way the way because the way we work um, is like so to to do this next best action, right? We would calculate um, every single thing. This is also part of this hyper personalization vision, right? To be mm-hmm. completely one to one, it means that of all the possible conversations you could have, right? You're going to rate them in real time based on the context, and you're going to say this is the thing we are going to talk about as a combination of what the AI thinks is particularly appropriate and relevant, as well as my rules that I have around profitability and inventory uh, inventory, and, and all of those kind of things, right? So it's that combination, but we calculate them all in parallel. So it's relatively easy to see, okay, this is what we chose to actually talk about, but this is what we could have talked about if we had weight, weighted suitability higher, or if we didn't overrule this very low um, or this very high propensity and said, well, even though that's relevant, it's not what we want to talk about, right? So you can see how you get a drop off of, of typical uh, or, or of specific conversation topics that you decide not to pursue for other reasons. And that's what you can um, calculate. Is the task then starting to, to you know, build awareness on the part of customers or users or kind of the the industry uh mm-hmm. as, as a whole to incorporate these types of empathy metrics if we call them that into um you know their systems their rules their uh algorithms um and start to is it as i, I don't know if simple is the right word but is it as simple as you know just you know, starting to try to put numbers around uh, these, you know, suitability, context-aware, relevance, you know, risk, and then feeding them into your uh, your automation tooling with kind of appropriate weights, or is it does it go beyond that? I think I think the way you describe it. So what we're trying to do is, first of all, we and want not to that that's like an easy yeah, task. Yeah. That, you no, know, no, that no, 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 conclusion no. or anything like that. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. No, that's not easy in itself. But what we are trying to do is, first of all, make it very explicit. So when, you know, when we talk about next best action, we have like, you know, there are there are patterns that we've seen that are, you know, repeatedly successful. And they include things like um, relevance, suitability, mutual value, risk mitigation, right? So the tooling um, and the methodology already encourage companies to at least think about it, right? They may think, okay, well, for suitability, we really don't care about it, all right, or not as much, or we let profitability trump suitability anytime, right? But at least the product will, the product, if you follow the product guidance, you will have to take all of these considerations into account, right? So there is an ethical framework built into um the software into the strategies that it will that it will generate so that's one aspect of it and then the other aspect of it are like these 
the dashboard that you will show, right? So it's basically shaming companies a little bit if they want, right? Having them sell, shame them into appropriate um, behavior, right? Where they would say, hey, listen, we cranked up profitability, but it's at the expense of suitability or customer interest. Um, and at least I think the awareness and the transparency around these things um, will be, um, you know, leading to, um, to better behavior. How does a company begin to put tangible numbers and costs around things like mutual value and suitability and context awareness and relevance? I mean, relevance is maybe easier because it impacts like propensity to buy. Risk is something that's kind of fundamentally numerical, but like some of these others are a little bit squishier maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Well, but I think the, you know, you're right. And I think the, um, from what we've seen is that sort of the, the, the less squishy things, right. Are, are, um, once you are aware, um, that you need to put them in and it's, and, and, and that the AI or the decisioning in general touching, you know, a hundred million, making a hundred million decisions, uh, you know, in all the different channels with all of your customers, that that is part of your brand. Right. And you need to protect that. I think um, I think that's a very important, a very important thing. I think for the squishier things, I think what we also encourage uh, and also make possible is continuous experimentation. Right. So there's always there's control groups. There is all sorts of things where you can, you know, for a small percentage, a uh, small sample of the customers, you can actually measure if you are having an effect. Right. If 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 they have a positive response to the brand. Um, and you can see if, um, you know, what kind of strategy changes would, would improve that. And that is a best practice kind of thing to, to do. Mm -hmm. Do you have, uh, any examples of folks that you've worked with that you can kind of walk us through how this all plays out and how they went about, uh, making, you know, kind of incorporating these ideas into the way they make decisions? Yes, I think the I think even before we sort of you know invested in all this around um, you know empathy and also before the transparency and opacity, it's not like you know these these big brands are not aware of of these issues, right? I mean, if 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 uh, it's, it's like I think ten years ago, maybe longer ago, I had long conversation with banks that were um, sued for like mis-selling. Right. That I think, you know, we, we've we've seen more recent examples um, where obviously these companies um, um, want to sort of, you know, control that even if just for their own sake. Right. To not be part of a, some class action. Um, and in the next best action methodology, stuff like relevance, appropriateness, value and risk have always been sort of first class citizens. Right. What we're what we're now trying to do is to um, make sure that it's, 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 it's much harder to break those patterns. Or if you are, you know, don't want to be compliant with these kind of um, um, ethics practices, um, you at least have to make the effort. Um, I think um, to your question, I think especially the banks, I think we see that in other industries as well, are getting very worried about uh, their brand image in that regard. And they are putting... You know, suitability criteria, for instance, is a pretty hot topic right now. They're putting that 
as part of their next best action strategy. We just want to help them by showing the cost of that and the benefits of that. Okay. You mentioned uh, compliance in there. Do you envision a time where an enterprise will have a, a formal empathy compliance regime? Will it be called that? Or will it be called something else? Does it already exist under some other guys? Um, I, I think that definitely um, will happen. In some cases, already happens. I don't think it's it's called empathy. It's probably more on sort of on on, on an ethics board, um, where they um, and and again, it's 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 not only about the you know the company itself. It's also about you know basically a compliance issue out of self interest, especially now. And this is what what where the AI is so important where there's so much self-learning going on on this incredible scale that, um, you know, there could be a bias and, and there could be all sorts of things happening that are, may not, or that may not be so easy to control or even, um, or even spot. Right. So I know that some of the companies I talk to, and these are larger companies, um, but they have like, um, a board already for all the algorithms that are involved in customer interaction. And I think that's a sensible thing to do, right? It's, it, it's part of what inspired this, you know, this transparency or trust switch in the software to make sure that all AI is, at least you can control, you know, the level of um, a transparency that you require in certain circumstances, talking to, um, talking to customers. Do you envision like a chief empathy officer? It sounds like, no, it's probably going to be, if anything, it'll be a chief ethics officer or um, some other role. Where do you see this all sitting? Yeah, well, I think this is a very interesting topic because I think this will become very, very important um, if it isn't, if it isn't already. And I think you will, you will get into a situation where you have uh, at sort of at, at, at the first level AI um, trying to, you know, check other AI, you know, for biases or unethical, um, behavior, right? Because it's, it's, it's just a lot, right? And it would only escalate, um, if, if such a bias or other irregularities is, um, is, um, is detected. Um, but it's certainly, and, and, and again, I'm talking about the larger companies, you know, with tens to hundreds of millions of customers um, that are very worried about, especially with the level of automation that's now available. And then AI that is dynamically learning new things or evolving new things um, to have an ethics board like um, like that. And we try from 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 a product perspective, we try to make sure that. Like you have QA tests on, uh, you know, quality assurance tests on performance and other things that as a matter of course, you would do the same thing around um, bias detection um, or other irregularities before you release, um, you know, the next version of your corporate brain, so to speak, right? To make that, mm -hmm. um, to make that easier. I, I think the... Ideas of kind of making these more empathetic types of qualities of your your various offers. You know, it's it's as you've suggested throughout this conversation, it's very much kind of connected to this idea of transparency, right? There are, you know, these dollars and cents things that we kind of build into decision making algorithms all the time, but there's all this other 
stuff that goes into the customer experience and what we're doing here, you know, what we're calling empathy is really the idea of making a lot of those non prima facie financial aspects, you know, a more transparent and then B like putting, trying to make them more financial or putting numbers against them. And then, you know, incorporating them into decision-making, dashboarding them so that there's some awareness of them and, and so that the organization can manage against them. A uh, really interesting set of ideas around how to make uh, how to make this idea of AI ethics a lot more tangible. Yeah, no, yeah I think, yeah, yeah. Tangible, I think, is the right word. So can we... Are there straightforward ways to, you know, make sure that in our customer strategies, you know, empathy is well represented and we can choose to ignore it. But then there are these, as you say, these, these dashboarding, these gauges, these dials that show you, that shame you into, um, into some, into some compliance. And also let's not forget that, like, I think the reason we as humans have empathy. Um, you know, there can be lots of different theories around that, but personally, I think that evolved, right? It evolved out of a desire to collaborate, right? So it's empathy is not like a cost to the company. Empathy is actually establishing your, you know, better relationship and a longer term relationship with your, um, with your customers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, it'd be interesting to, kind of follow along with this work and see, you know, I'd love to hear a case study of, you know, how a customer kind of implements this end to end once you've got this out and in the market and uh, have folks working with it. Yeah, I mentioned Pegaworld earlier. Any, besides from your own keynote, other things that you're looking forward to at the conference? Yeah, well, I mean, this will be the biggest effort. So it's it's always just very exciting about uh, you know to um, to 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 show people you know where we are um, where we are at, and it's not just about empathy, right? It's about it's about also making decisions in general at a huge scale, you know, with this real time AI on the one hand, and then on the other hand, and that's also part of empathy, although we didn't talk about it right now. But then following up on it, right, with um, with um, the, the processes, right? So we are really, and you will hear a lot about that at Pegaworld. We're trying to you know have that that combination very strongly so it's 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 we have the ai and the decisioning to decide what to do right and then we have sort of the end-to-end automation um that will tell the company how to do it uh, and to do it fast and efficiently which also plays into uh, into empathy so i really love that interplay between sort of decisions and processes um so i'm expecting um a lot of um, really good intra discussions and presentations from our uh, from our customers awesome awesome well rob i'm looking forward to seeing you once again uh at the event thanks so much for taking the time to jump on and and talk this through with us okay well you're very welcome thank you thanks rob all right everyone that's our show for today to learn more about today's guest or the topics mentioned in this interview, visit twimmelai.com. Of course, if you like what you hear on the podcast, please subscribe, rate, and review the show on your favorite podcatcher. Thanks so much for listening and catch you next time.